looking for somebody as brave as they are kind. And finally, I found it when I felt your hand in mine. Well, honey, I've been dreaming about the way we'll say I do. And now I plan to see it through. I am queerly in love and wildly connected to you. Queerly beloved, we are gathered here today in the presence of the podcast universe to discuss why every wedding should be a little bit queer. But before we dive into that, I wanted to give my little elevator pitch for this episode since it is the very first episode. This podcast is designed for queer couples and romantics who are looking for a safe space to explore the possibilities for their wedding or elopement. It's also meant to educate and inform allies and wedding vendors on ways they can create safe and inclusive spaces for the queer folks in their lives. Simply put, This podcast is here to unite both queer couples and the ally community to help change the wedding industry for the better. And that's really what I want. Like, that's why I'm here because I see so much room for growth and change. And I just think that the wedding industry could be so much better than it currently is. And I want us to work together to make that happen. So I'm really, really glad that you're here today. And Let's dive right into why every wedding should be a little bit queer. I just want to thank you all, too, for joining me here today. I have never run a podcast before, so you'll have to give me a little bit of grace. I'm still trying to figure out the whole podcast voice thing. I don't know. I feel like it's I feel like it's a certain vibe, and I'm going to get there, but maybe it's not quite there yet, so... I appreciate your patience, and I'm really excited to have you here with me today. So I wanted this to be the first episode because I think that I can kind of really lay the energy for the rest of the episodes I release. And yeah, I just think it's a good way for us to reframe the way that we're thinking about weddings and and why weddings should all be a little bit queer. And this podcast idea actually came from a real life uh, story. I was shooting an elopement here in Minnesota in early May, way north. So it was still pretty cold, but it was absolutely beautiful. And this couple is just like one of my favorite to date. Like they were so fun and so adventurous. And actually for, for part of this experience, we were staying together. And so during one of the conversations we were having, they were kind of, you know, talking about the reception that they had back home and stuff like that. And one of one party of the, or one member of the couple said, yeah, I don't know. I I just feel like every wedding should be a little bit queer. And at the time I was like, yeah, okay. I, I agree. But I didn't really like know why. And then after that trip, I don't know, that phrase just really stuck with me. And I was like, yeah, I think every wedding should be a little bit queer. And the more I started to think about it, I think the more that I was actually able to put some more ideas to it. So here we go. The first idea is that I know that if you're here, 
you know, the word queer or, or being gay is probably not that, not a new concept for you. But if you Google that definition, it still comes up as quote unquote strange or odd. Okay. So that's what we're working with here. So by definition of you having a queer wedding, you are literally having a strange or odd wedding day. And that's not meant to, I know some of you are probably like, okay, rude. That's not very nice. But that's not the goal here. What I'm what I'm going for is that just by being who you're with and by being who you are, people are already going to see you differently. And yes, that does have some some negative connotations with that. I, I understand that firsthand, knowing that um, a lot of my family will not be at my wedding day. And I have to reckon with that. So I do understand that. But for right now, we're focusing on the positive sides here. <laughs> and what I mean by the positive sides is if you're kind of already being seen differently, you have the opportunity to do cool things and to run with that. Like if people are already kind of like, okay, I know this day is going to be a little bit different. I don't really know. Like you have the opportunity to hop in and be like, no, this is how I want to do my wedding day. You know? And like I, I said, some of it does come from necessity. I do recognize that things like maybe you won't have a dad or parent there to walk you down the aisle. And so you can think about how you want to restructure that, you know, like, do you both want to walk down the aisle together? Do you want to walk down with your dog or do you not even want to have an aisle at all? Like, I know it might feel overwhelming, but it's also so awesome to know that the world is your oyster here. And I just think it's such a cool opportunity to think both critically and creatively as far as what traditions you want to hold and um, what things you do want to do differently. Maybe, maybe the idea of first dances doesn't really appeal to you and like, okay, that's fine. Run with that. Like you are having a strange wedding already. I'm sorry to break it to you. Like keep that energy and just do what's going to bring you joy. So that's kind of the first thought I had, you know, just really carry that energy with you. Like if you, if you have no other choice, like run with it. The other idea that I had as far as why every wedding should be a little bit queer relates to the environments and spaces that we are creating for folks. So whether the couple on that day is queer or, you know, maybe they're straight passing or, or whatever the case might be, whether it's the couple themselves or it's people in their family, people in their wedding party, family members, um, I already said that, but friends, people who are at the wedding, there's a good chance that, that someone there identifies as gay or queer or trans or non-binary And that couple, whether they themselves are queer or not, are really going to value having that safe space for everybody that they have there at their wedding day. You know, if if someone is inviting someone else to their wedding, they're probably a really special person. And 
So knowing that they can safely invite whomever they want into their wedding day is really awesome. And I don't know. I just, I think that that vendors and venues especially play a huge role into that. After doing a little bit of digging, I found that that there's roughly two and a half million weddings happening per year. And that's just in the United States. Like just in the United States alone, like there's millions happening beyond that in other countries, which is a whole other thing. But imagine that even if we're just thinking about the United States, that is two and a half million opportunities that there can be for showing people what it's like to have an experience, a safe space, you know, especially for venue owners, think about your space. You know, what kind of, what kind of signage do you have? What kind of language are you using? What is the structure of your restrooms? Do you have, you know, single stalls or gender neutral bathrooms available? How are you interacting with folks? Is, is there, is there space and room to ask for people's pronouns? You know, um, there's just so many things that we can be doing to make those safe queer spaces. And I just think that couples, regardless of how they identify, will really appreciate that for the people that they have in the life or or for themselves. And this is also not to say that it's the couple's responsibility on their wedding day to be educating vendors and their guests on, you know, how to ask for pronouns. That's not the goal. Um, but it could just be a really, really awesome byproduct for guests coming in and maybe not being in spaces like that and seeing that it can be really easy and not scary to ask for pronouns or just like really experiencing that and seeing how they can bring that into their own life. So I think that's a great place for us to start. And I think that if we can start implementing those changes as as vendors, as venue owners, and you know, for the couple and what they have capacity for and how they structure their wedding, like think about how much change we could see and experience in those two and a half million weddings, even this year. I just think that's so exciting to think about. And it also, you know, requires us all to think a little bit in in our roles in the wedding industry. And so with that, couples, I hope you take this as a sign and affirmation that it's okay to do things uniquely and the way that you want to on your wedding day. If by definition you are outside of the norm because you are quote unquote strange or odd, I just encourage you to own that energy and run with it and think about how you want to do your day differently. You know, what what traditions are important for you to hold on to and what ones just feel stifling or like they're just expected of you or like they're not very queer friendly that you would want to replace or do differently. Um, so yeah, discuss that with your partner, talk about your day, just run with this opportunity to do things the way you want to. And vendors, let this be a time for you to dream about what unique ideas you can share with and create in allyship with the queer couples you are serving. 
let them be empowered to do things differently while not making them feel othered. Um, yeah, just, just don't be afraid to have those conversations with them and reassure them too, that it's okay to do things differently. And I would also encourage you to take a moment sometime after listening to this episode and just really think about your own business, whether you're a venue owner or just a general wedding vendor, you know, what are you doing? What are you reflecting? Do you think that the the energy and the ideas you're sharing are actually queer friendly and would would work if every wedding was a little bit queer? Um, so I think the idea and the goal here is really that we should all work together to make every wedding a little bit queer. <laughs> and that's what I got for you this week. I I really want this to be kind of the energy I hold throughout my podcast and seeing how we can work together to make this happen. And I'm really glad that you're here with me today and that you're joining me on this very first episode of Clearly Beloved. And I can't wait to see you all again next week. Queerly Beloved, I'm so glad we gathered here together to learn and grow and make the world a better place. Just in case no one's told you yet today, you are loved and accepted just as you are and all are welcome here. If you need someone to talk to, just want to say hi, or in need of a photographer, you can find me at Wildly Connected Photo on Instagram. If you enjoyed this episode or you feel like you learned something, please take just a few seconds to leave me a five-star review. It would mean so much and help others to find the podcast so we can all keep learning together. Clearly, you are all the best, so have an awesome day.